0: All right, so guys, welcome to episode 41 of the Humanity Jiu-Jitsu podcast, and I'm joined by a fellow podcaster. It's uh, John Lally, Mr. The, the guy from the Straight Talking podcast, which is a fucking phenomenal podcast. It uh, puts this one to shame, if I do say so myself.
1: <laughs> uh, so what's up, John? Oh, good, man. What's the crack? How's things?
0: Uh, no crack, just heroin. Uh, it's a bit of a problem.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. It's all good, man. It's all
0: good. <laughs> uh, so, John, do you want to tell everyone where you're from and where you train in case they want to get around to you sometime?
1: No worries, man. I am from um, Ashbourne in County Maid, and I train in, in the uh, SPG Charlestown down in Finglas.
0: Well, don't you mean bleeding in Finglas?
1: What the hell? It ble- well, it's kind of, it's half or half. Some people call it Ballymon. And some people call it Fingless. So it's ah, kind of okay. it's on the border.
0: Oh man, do you have to go through checkpoints every day like, oh man, you're from Fingless, feck off today. <laughs> do they have uh, checks?
1: No, nah, no, nah, it's it's uh it's it's all good. It's all good down there. The, the Charlestown militia have it all sorted.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, what sort of what
0: sort of gear are they they holding? They have
1: Oggs and shit? Hogs, uh, uh, hatchets, bats, all types of stuff like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Uh, so, John, one thing I'm curious about, each of my guests, is how you got into martial arts, and did you train
1: anything before starting jiu-jitsu? Um, no, I I kind of boxed. I, I wouldn't say I boxed when I was younger, I got the head lumped off me a lot over in the boxing club in Kilbaric where where I grew up. So I used to go in every now and again and pay me fifty p to get punched around the place, but that was about it. But I kind of um, I got into various different sports um, after that. you know what I mean? But cycling would have been my main one coming through when it was uh, when I was younger. But I I have a super addictive personality, so you know. Just once I get into something, I, I just have to kind of try and get good at it. You know what I mean? I'm just, that's am. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm an all-in type bloke.
0: <laughs> oh, man, look on the bright side. At least getting uh, punched off your head, punch your, getting your head punched off, sorry, builds character. So that's that's one upside
1: yeah it does when you think about it it's like paying 50p to get fucking lumped around the places like you ever sparred before no that's grand just go over there with your man who has about 50 junior fights there and just do a couple of rounds of them that sounds all right oh boy <laughs>
0: that that that's one way to crush the ego getting beaten up by a child that's that's always good
1: yeah yeah that's 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 um that's what used to happen back in the in the in the in the early nineties eighties yeah that's how that's how they used to roll.
0: Uh, so man, like, how did you sort of get started into jiu-jitsu? Like, how long have you been training anyway? Anyway, I um, I. I was trying
1: to think. Now it's twenty twenty. So I'd say about. I say I'm training about six years, with like, properly, probably about three or four. You know it's. There's been a few little uh, breaks in between and in and around. I'll tell you how I started training. Um, my wife's dad was a judo black belt. And he always encouraged us when the kids were um, getting bigger to get them into martial art. And I I wouldn't have really been like, I wouldn't have really known a whole lot about martial arts i was more kind of i would have been a boxing fan i would have been an early ufc fan but i would have been one of them kind of ufc fans back in the early days you know stand that shit up you know that type you know <laughs> yeah. all around on the ground like queers that's <laughs> <laughs> stand that shit up but um years ago but but um so eddie who 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 is um Yvonne's dad was always like they need to learn the martial arts like all right so Yvonne kind of was working away and she was the one looking into it you know what I mean now he he proposed that we get him into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the reason being is he's had two knee replacements his hips are fucked everything's fucked from people launching him across the room you know all grown up from judo so he said, this Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's a lot better on the joints and stuff like that. Four kids. So Yvonne looked into it and Yvonne got them into it. And Max, first of all, it was a local little club here in Ashbourne. And so every now and again, I'd have to collect them. And I, I didn't really, I knew a, a bit about Hoist Gracie and stuff, but I wouldn't have known a whole lot. Do you know what I mean? So that was maybe 24, 14 maybe, 2014, and I remember going up collecting Macs from the kids' classes, and when I was collecting them from the kids' classes, I'd see these fucking dudes rocking into the adults' classes, and some of them were older than me, you know, and I was kind of looking at them going, them old cunts are down, it. it looks like a bit of crack, you know what I mean, so I kind of looked at it for a while, you know what I mean, and then I just kind of Max used to be pricking around in the house and fucking strangling me and shit. And I just went up and another mate of mine, then um, John Matthews, was up there as well. And um, I started just going up and, and, and it was a club here in Ashbourne. It was called Checkmat under a guy called Diego Colomba. He was a Brazilian black belt. And um, he's not in Ireland anymore, but he started up there, and that's where me and Max started off um, first. So that's how I got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the gate. <laughs> well, oh man, props to you for starting it. How how old were you when you started it? Um, I am forty five on Monday, so I would have been about thirty. I'd say it's about thirty eight, maybe. Yeah, about
0: thirty eight. Hmm. Well, dude, you know what? I've seen this. Uh. I might butcher this phrase. was like, man, you got to fucking uh, respect the old guy in a young guy
1: sports. Cause they're, you know, there's a reason they're still there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, th- like any guy that ever sticks it out, like, and you know, the way, like since then, Max, Max, that club was, it kind of, it went through a few bits and pieces. Like it, it was the guy wasn't and up and stuff. And so, I kind of had to look for somewhere else, a bit more solid for him. You know what I mean? But all the guys, you know the way there's such a huge turnover in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like if you think back when you started, um, the amount of people that like were with you, and now when you get graded the blue belt or whatever, they're no longer there. And I I've kind of experienced that. But with that club, like nearly every kid and every adult, like. If there was thirty people in it, nearly every fucking single one of them who started off a white belt are still fucking doing jiu jitsu. God damn, man, that's a high ass retention rate. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really ho- like like a lot of them are like they started off as white belts and were, would have been putting in more time than me, you know what I mean? But they're purple belts and brown belts and like yeah, it's like John Matthews, the guy that 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 um got me got me involved in it and Max involved in it he's a purple belt now under, under John Kavanagh as well do you know what I mean so the, the, all the bodies that were doing it back then are still fucking training like you know which is which is unusual considering the dropout I see with other blokes that are brought to other clubs or you see that started in different clubs and they just fucking vanish you know mm. so that's it. there must be something in the water in Ashbourne all mm. hard cunts <laughs>
0: Well then, is there anything uh, in particular you think that they're doing that's different that just has, makes uh, has people
1: just stay on? Um, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I suppose a lot of them were my age. I suppose the, some of the older guys were my age, and they just fucking fucking an excuse to get out away from the fucking misses. You know what I mean? For three times a week, you know? mate. You know? Maybe something like that, you know. But it's a good. I I that's what I really like, and I think is missing in in especially in today's society. But even a few years ago, that sense of like belonging and community, that's one of the real aspects I like from from jiu jitsu. Do you know what I mean? That mm. I feel other sports like I was involved in cycling, and I was involved. I had done a bit of running as well, and they don't seem to have that camaraderie. You have lots of individuals. And even though jiu-jitsu and MMA are individual sports, it's very team focused. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm. I'm pinging the head off you tonight, but you could be pinging the head off me next week. And I'm fucking happy you're pinging the head off me. You know what I mean? Whereas Mm. in running or cycling, if you're beating me, it starts fucking grinding on me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas, i suppose maybe i was looking at that from a younger mindset but now looking at the mindset by you pinging the head off me is actually making me better you know mm. by fucking raping me in the gi and wrapping me up and fucking nuts is fucking making me better you know
0: oh man i have a whole uh, system in the gi it's called btk <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. you get you get that reference man no one fucking gets that reference ever
1: I get it because I fucking I watched the fucking documentary on Netflix. I uh so I do get it, yeah.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, BTK means bind torture kill. It's by the BTK killer. So like whenever I'm strangling someone with the gi, I just whisper in their ear, BTK, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Your mom was this little fucking thin white dude with glasses nerd that just got a kicks off fucking hunting people and fucking instead of doing fucking joe rogan out in the wild he just fucking drove around the states and fucking done his homework and just carved cunts up
0: man how fucking long was he like uh, doing that for like how long was he at large
1: yeah youngs youngs like and and they still don't there's a lot of cases that they can't even tie to the cunt you know what i mean but he fucking he he murdered so many people oh man i i know People have
0: their, uh, what's it, appeal for like uh, the BTK killer or the Unabomber. But my fucking favorite sort of serial killer or psychopathic individual is definitely the Zodiac. You can't even compare that shit. I love that guy. I love that fucking murdering scumbag. I love him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There was, was, there's another, like, I read up a decent bit on him. There was an, an English guy. His name was Dennis Nielsen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, he he was very similar to what was that guy the gay guy from that fucking cannibalized loads of people in America? It was a uh, Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy or he was he was going around banging fucking chicks. Now was the gay bloke? What was his name? He got killed in prison. Then blonde-haired guy. Fuck it,
0: <laughs> Jeffrey da-
1: Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. This guy Dennis Nielsen shared similar characteristics that Jeffrey Dahmer basically used to fill people th- he did it, but Bill Cosby on them would you like a drink? Oh yeah, hell. <laughs> oh boy. He drugged them and they'd wake up having these lucid dreams of going swimming and shit but the cunt was trying to drown them in his bath and if they kind of came to or put up in a struggle when they were fucking drugged out of it he just saw them off, they're on their way the next day, do you know what I mean? But He, he used to hack them up and put them in the fridge and and uh, how he got caught was fucking, they found all these fucking human bones blocking up the fucking, the drains. He was fucking using acid and fucking flushing bits of them down the drains, you know? Ugh.
0: Someone um, didn't watch Breaking Bad, that shit doesn't work.
1: <laughs> no, Tennis Nielsen was in the 80s, he was there was, uh, old school, he hadn't got any, there was no Google. How do I dissolve bodies? <laughs> there was no Google back then
0: oh man fucking classic mis- rookie mistake right there Oof. Rookie, rookie mistake yeah <laughs> that's like crossing your feet when you have someone's back just don't fucking do this
1: yeah but here, here's another thing about that you know crossing your feet that's a white belt blue belt move it's like when i cross my feet sometimes or put a wedge on someone's hip and they try it at shit it's like mate that only works on white belts and blue belts. There's no work about going to tap to that fucking pussy shit.
0: <laughs> Man, even Sean Danner said that, because like, people were constantly asking him, oh, dude, what about the crossy feety thing? He's like, well, you know, it's possible, but if you're any good at jiu-jitsu, you shouldn't fucking tap to that. That was the basic gist of it.
1: Yeah, no, I I I um I, uh, was at a Ryan Hall seminar, and he said... Um, any fucking money fucking belts purple belts are above the top to a straight foot lock, I'm fucking downgrading them <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's, that's mean but I think it's uh, warranted
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what he said
0: yeah. Oh man, see, that's it fucking, like you know, they could just do a body triangle, don't fucking do cross your feet man, it's, it's just a shitty position even if you want to discount the submission fucking attempt it's fucking horrible. Just body triangle or open body triangle or fucking anything else other than that.
1: I I I can't body triangle really because my fucking ACLs are fucking non-existent. So I find if I body triangle a big cunt, I'm fucking tapping because my knee is about to explode. So I always like I like one hook in and one hook out. I'm not I'm not I'm not about that IBJJF like shit with the punch. So I keep one hook in and one hook out or I just do a, a the Danaher type and uh, wedge my my, my feet on one of the hips, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm sort of a fan of like uh, the open
0: body triangle because, see, I just can't fucking like unless I'm fighting a twig, I can't like close the body triangle and hook the fucking leg with the other hook. I just can't for the life of me unless I'm fucking tri- rolling with a girl or a twiggy guy. If, it's a, if I have a normal-sized dude, I just can't close my fucking legs around him for body triangles. So I just do, like, open shit because, you know, I've got to fucking do
1: that shit. And I find sometimes as well, if, if lads are, are half-decent, they'll put you on the body that, that sides your legs are triangled up on and it just gets fucking awkward. You know what I mean? I like to be able to, if they start rolling around the place, just follow their hips, you know what I mean, with an open-type game from their back, you know? But if the person is my size or smaller... I just lock up that body triangle across the diaphragm and just fucking squeeze the life out of him. Mm. Now, man, while
0: we're on the topic of IBGF, like th- th- that should really fucking count for points. That's actually like, I think that's a more stable position because it's harder to escape body triangle than fucking just the two hooks
1: lazily, haphazardly there. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it's, it's, I, I think so too. I think it's a, it's a super dominant position, you know, and, um, it should be pointed. You know what I mean? It's a super stable position. You know, mm. you can really effectively use that. So, I don't know. There's a, a few of their, their, um, a few of their, uh, their um, rules are a bit a bit uh, grey, you know. There's a few of rules. That would be one of them. And mm. Heel hooks in the key. That's the way forward.
0: Mm. Now, see, I can kind of understand why you don't heel hook in the key. I can get that. Because you know the weird fucking key shit, weird torque sleep. Okay, I can understand it. It's you know, but here's one thing I will never understand: jumping guard at blue belts. Like they hate heel hooks because you can destroy someone's fucking knee and they won't be able to tap soon enough. You can't fucking tap to someone jumping guard
1: on you. No, it's that's that's a that's a fucking horrendous one. I seen I seen um I was at the Europeans kids um a couple of years ago and i seen this fucking kid's leg going fucking oh jesus christ so they banned this was even before the ibjjf they banned um they banned kids doing that then after this you know what i mean the kid's fucking knee was destroyed you know Mm.
0: man that's the do you ever see like those um. This guy, hello Japan. His name is. He makes these YouTube videos about people getting disqualified, and it was just white belts jumping guard. And oh my God, this fucking dude's his knee bent so much his foot touched his
1: tie. It was like, look, it's it's. I think knee is you know, <clears throat> like that where I train the lads drill. It's a it's it's after really turning into a leg lock gym because a lot of the guys I've spent a bit of time over in Henzo Gracies and. My son seems to train down there a lot, too, and they're all just fucking about them leg locks. But um, with, like, knee injuries like that, you know, and and guys that, that drill leg locks know what the fucking drill is. You know, they know what the crack is with them. Whereas people that don't, like, a knee injury is six months. Like, a bad knee injury, six months. Could be career over, even. Do you know what I mean? So... When I fucking see people jump on guard or doing mad shit like that, I wince. You know, it's mm. it's 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 horrible.
0: Man, let me tell you, if you fucking do that at like a competition, you better fucking hope your next opponent isn't a teammate, or the guy who just fucking injured, or else uh, you're gonna be fucked up.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's 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 not a it's not a it's it's. I agree with so much shit, but I would be. Uh, in a hundred percent agreement with you on that it's fucking it's it's a fucking dick move it's horrendous you know
0: mm. like just fucking pull guard of grips properly
1: and don't be such a fucking pussy yeah no 100 percent 100 percent just take your medicine be a bitch and pull guard
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man just if you pull guard straight into leg lock then fucking beat them that's fine but if you just pull and stall then you're a bitch you know, I think it's okay to pull guard if you just don't be a bitch about it.
1: A fella in our our club, Hugo Borum, he calls a cooking the chicken. <laughs> That's what <they> call it. <laughs> that he just cooking the chicken.
0: <laughs> oh my friend, I have to get this side now. This side is all white. I have to burn it. <laughs> That's a terrible impression. Like I can only do like an impression of one one of my Brazilian friends. Like, but like, uh, or Bernardo Frei. I can kind of do Bernardo Frei as well. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> okay I'll, I'll just do it real quick guys huge off for me a fucking new instructional a BGF fanatics guys huge off <laughs> uh, i do you I know i think well my so, fuck, I kind of have a cold as well so that's kind of making my fucking thing worse for anyone wondering okay so john uh to get back on track a little we were, we were talking about competition just there like uh you, you've competed in jiu-jitsu, right? How was your first uh,
1: competition like? How'd it go for you? Um, first competition was in the National Basketball Arena at White Belt. And I was master, fucking whatever, fucking at the time. I can't remember. They just fuck all the old cunts in the same bracket because <laughs> <this> card- <laughs> <laughs> so, they just had They just fucking... Get them fucking annoying grey cons over there all in the same fucking category. And I actually won it. It was that white belt. And I actually won it. I fucking just took everyone down and fucking held them there. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, like, Oh, dude. He's, he's such a good wrestler. Yeah. It's, 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 no, I'm not fucking... I'm not great, but I've fucking two decent takedowns and I just hit them with that. And let them move around and fucking think that they were going to do something and just fucking stay there cooking the chicken.
0: I so, uh, man, see, my biggest problem when it comes to, like, stand-up shit, like, I fucking suck at, like, takedowns and stuff. I'm okay at, like, getting snap-downs and shit. I'm very, like, uh, yeah. counter, counter-based. counter Like, if someone fucking tries to take me down, I good sprawl the anaconda stuff, or if they try, like, fling me around the place. I'm good at recovering and, like, reversing and shit, but, like, I'm not good at, like, instigating sort of takedown shit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's harder in the gig. No gi is way easier, but harder in the gig, You're introducing grips and stuff, and like I don't give a fuck how good of a wrestler you are. It's kind of you have loop chokes and you have all types of stuff. So it's a different gig, but you get away with that mortar at white belt or blue belt. But when guys start getting a bit better at purple belt, it's it's a it's a it's a game of poker.
0: Mhm. I've never played poker. Actually I did once and man the only fucking decent hand I had was at the start and I fucking folded and I felt like a retard. <laughs>
1: oh man. Oh. I yeah. Uh, I've gambled a few times. I've won a lot of money in Vegas when Connor was fighting Mendez and I, I have I'm I'm the type of person I am, it's like risks and calculated risks and I I I I bet, like i wouldn't be one of these people that I like. Um, I like blackjack. Well, I, my my dad, we always used to play it in our house, and and uh, twenty once. But uh, I um, I think I won about fucking I won about a grand in Vegas the last time I was there. And every time I'm away somewhere like that, I hit a casino maybe for two to three hours, two hours <laughs> maybe on the holiday. That's it, just once win a shitload of money and just fucking run lads, I'm off. (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) Oh man, see, I don't gamble at all. Like one time I like, I I won like a fiver off a fucking scratch card. I'm like, you know what? That's the luckiest I'm ever going to be in my life. So I'm just going to call it quits here. I'm never going to buy scratch cards or fucking gamble shit. I just don't like that shit because I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose any money.
1: I don't, like, poker would be too much, but 21's is simple. Like, it's, you have to get to the score of 21, or as close to it as you can. All these other card games, even fucking scratch cards, what's it man, Eddie Hobbs calls a scratch card a stupid tax. It's like <laughs> the chance of fucking winning our fucking, whereas at 21, it's, 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 it's um you're playing the numbers, you know what I mean? Now, like, Sometimes I've walked away evens, but I always do for about two hours. I did the same and I was over in Australia once before, and I went into um, the casino down in the rocks there and fucking I think I won about fifteen hundred Australian dollars. I just you play the odds, but you have to kind of work out who's around you, what what way they play, you know. But it's mm. you're not you're not trying to get pairs or this or that. It's the score of twenty one. You know what I mean? Hmm. but it's, it's 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 interesting
0: oh man it's a good thing that there's no rain man types that can
1: fuck you up you on, right <laughs> oh, they're kind of you do get them too they fucking some of them you, you do get them too but on the shitty little low ball tables i'd be at they wouldn't be there <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they only go for the big shit.
1: that's it they're fucking all in on 10 grand a hand and shit like that you know
0: yeah, that's where I draw the line. I'm like, motherfucker, I haven't even seen ten grand. You think I'm gonna waste it on a fucking twenty-one table? Piss off.
1: Yeah, I I, I do a little thing, like I'll, I'll have either dollars, the two hundred dollars, or a hundred Euros, and I'm gone. Once this is gone, I'm gone. You know what I mean? And let it fucking go upwards.
0: Yeah, I get you. Man, John, what's your favorite submission just in general? Your favorite thing to catch in the gym or competition? Like, you're just known for this one particular move. Like, man, watch out for John's fucking whatever it is. What's your favorite submission?
1: Uh, rear naked choke across the eye socket.
0: Ah! I see you're a connoisseur of the face, faceiness. That's yeah.
1: it, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's my move. The big Big, uh, big gorilla hands clasping, them, clasping them together across someone's face. Yeah, that would be my uh, go-to. <laughs> oh,
0: and you ever short stroke right across the nose?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of any. I, I'm anywhere under the eyebrows type guy.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I say you would have done good at submission undergrounds. So you just get the verbal tap, just like ah, like with the face. Yeah,
1: there's, there's nothing better than a nice kind of uh, panic yelp gurgle. It <laughs> can't be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck it, hell. And then one of the things I really like doing is like fake fake gurgling, so they think their choke is really good, and then they just burn their arms out and I escape it.
1: Yeah, I I try just I suppose harping back to Danaher again. I don't really burn the arms out. Like if you're fighting it, I just shovel. So it's like a right hook across your face. You grab that one, I just right hook the other side, right hook. Just So I'm not going to try and burn out my hands to strangle you, but I'm just relentless with lefts and rights across your face till you go, Do you know what? Give this fucking old cunt a tap. I'm not doing this on just, face. I
0: just, I just want to go home. I don't want my face getting cranked anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right uh what was the first seminar you attended in jiu-jitsu and do you remember what was taught at It? um
1: the first seminar i attended i think it was um the first one i can kind of remember that was anyway decent um was the ryan hall one in uh SPG headquarters well then what, what was taught at it, if you can remember it was um it was a footlock, a stray footlock into a heel
0: hook. Oh sounds like my type of seminar.
1: <laughs> it was uh it was it was um it was nice. Now even that was a couple of years ago. And kind of looking back at it now, remember this is cutting edge like the dark arts heel hooks. Oh Jesus Christ, you lend someone's career. But even looking back at the details and the techniques now, compared to what's going around at the moment, it was like fucking, it was like fucking tapping to a fucking triangle back in the day. Like you know what I mean? It, it was kind of a bit clunky compared to what the boys are doing now. You know? Mm. No,
0: nah, yeah, it's just the whole like sport. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is constantly. Eh- eh. I was going to say evolutionizing, evolving, evolving sports. You know, everything changes, everything gets better, it's all improving. New details are being added. It's constantly changing. And you know, if you were good at jiu-jitsu two years ago and only been doing the good jiu-jitsu from two years ago, you're kind of a, uh, you're kind of going to get whooped today if you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, if you haven't caught yeah, up.
1: Yeah, I remember listening to some of the early stuff. Like listening to some of the early guys that were talking around, and they were talking about guys going – like teaching a triangle, going no, nah, that's that's far too advanced for them. You know what I mean? Ooh. Just keep it simple. Triangle is far too advanced. Whereas now, like I I I spend we spend a bit a few summers over in um in in New Jersey, and um, my son trains between two gyms. He trains um, MMA and wrestling in um, Pellegrino MMA in uh, Belmar, New Jersey which is uh, with Kurt Pellegrino. He's fought in the USC a couple of times and um, he's a stud wrestler. And we go to Gary Towns uh, gym then in Brunswick Jiu Jitsu. And I remember seeing Gary, we, we attended this beginner's class one time, you know, and it, it kind of, you do the beginner's class and it, it's kind of used it as a warm up to stay for the advanced class. But, all the boys were warming up in geese with like a takedown into a heel hook. Fucking beautiful it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds like my type of gem.
0: Takedown in the to a heel hook, and just crank their shit and make them cry like a bitch.
1: Yeah, it was only it was only just fundamentals, you know what I mean? So the guys could kind of, you know, but uh, they weren't finishing them or anything. It was just part of the warm-up. But it was fucking, it was a beautiful thing to see. mm Yeah, guys, underrated is a flow rolling
0: for warm up because we all fucking hate running around in circles, doing front rolls for warm ups. I think that's I don't like that. But if we actually flow roll and do like drills and shit to warm up, I'm big fan of that because we're actually doing like jujitsu stuff. You know, we're not there to
1: run around in circles. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, that's that's what I see in, in some of the gyms that I've been to around the place. And that's that's what the boys kind of do down in Charlestown as well. That's how we warm up. Like, there's none of that fucking, you know, maybe a light little run around, but it's it's like drilling arm bars, drilling triangles, you know what I mean, on each other for the warm up, like, you know.
0: Mm. Uh, here's one thing i've started doing recently since we've gotten back to training every time it's gi i grab my boy he's a proper belt but he has a, he has some judo under his belt and we start standing and we do some judo shit we just fling each other around the place because i want to get better at judo and that's a good way to warm up in my opinion yeah no
1: 100 percent 100 percent you can't go wrong with a takedown or entries and stuff like that you know it's get your breathing and sweating real quick and then we
0: just kept going at it we just weren't taking each other down and class is nearly about to start and like we sort of stopped for sex i think like uh i know his belt fell off or something he was retying it and then my coach was like okay who won uh, i looked away for a second who won because he we stopped like well,
1: who won that was fucking entertaining you know that sort of shit <laughs> now I, I i i i would like 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 wrestling is a very good warm-up and entries and single legs and double legs and even judo you know it's um it's a, a good old warm-up you know that kind of push and pull you know, instead of like just feeling out your opponent, feeling which way his body is going do you know what i mean before you fucking launch him then, <laughs> I mean, just
0: in your opinion what would you say is like the first sort of technique for like beginners like at your gym what's the first sort of thing you teach new people
1: um what what I see. They they do, and Owen down there does a, a mm-hmm. fundamentals class in BJJ. So the fundamentals classes with um, uh, down there, and they teach a fundamentals wrestling as well. I see them just kind of drilling, like they drill like open guard, but they drill like triangles and arm bars. That would be some of the four stuff that they start off with the with the newbies down there, you know. Hmm. I
0: oh,
1: mean what's the what? what? What's the sort of coaching style of your
0: gym? Do you do like, do you, uh, what's it, focus on drilling, rolling, or just specific sparring?
1: Like, what you say is the time you spend, do spend more time on? Um, I I did a class. So today is Wednesday. I did um Danny Hall's class on Tuesday, and it was um we were doing um a uh, fifty-fifty to saddle um and attacking the uh, inside heel hook and we just fucking drilled that for an hour and 15 minutes and a sweep just in case like the guy on top is giving you a few options like he's trying to smash past so you're unbalancing them to regain the position do you know what I mean Mm. you know when you're going for a heel hook just frame him with your knee and stuff like that so he, he was giving you a few options to regain the heel hook and then after that, I think was, so we're now in 15 minutes drilling. And then after that, about 30 minutes rounds. Ah, mm. yeah, that's some good
0: shit. Yeah. So guys, we've reached a segment of the podcast. I like to call around the specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions. Some about Jiu Jitsu, some aren't about Jiu Jitsu. So John, do you want to do around the specifics? Sound man. Yeah. Far away. <laughs> I, mean, I know this is your favorite segment. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm mean, uh, so what's your what's if you have one what's your favorite gi in your collection?
1: I have a Shire roll um, gee, which I fucking i i think i was fucking around on the internet at four o'clock one morning, press purchase, and I was so fucking happy that they actually accepted my fucking money that I didn't even want it, but I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does
0: what does this gi look like? Uh, like uh, what, what what's what's so special about it?
1: It's a it's a, it's a white one and it's kind of little purple patches, round little shire all purple patches on the on the shoulders. It's, it's actually a nice gi but it's it's heavy as fuck. That's the only thing. I think they're too heavy, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm just
0: I'm big into, t- t- uh, into uh, tongue tied. To I love to All my fucking geese are by them. All twenty something.
1: Do, do you use the stilo
0: the stilo I, sorry oh yeah man the fucking you, you wouldn't believe it like i the, the stilo five is kind of better in my opinion like just the the sort of man i'm, I'm a big gee nuts. it's like the sort of y vents and the accents on the thing like the little little other colors that they use are just way better plus on the inside there's like illustrations and it says treat me with respect and wash me properly all that shit just i like yeah. that attention to detail
1: yeah, no, I, I I have a couple of tatami geese. I have um, the shire roll, but do you know what my favourite of is, and it's my fucking lightest one too, mm. you know, when you're like me and you're like on a Saturday night going, I shouldn't really be eating this because I'm fucking competing in two weeks, but fuck it, I'm just going to wear a lighter gi. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patch uh, everything. the sub only ones. The they're called ice, the ice white ones. They're the lightest. Like I have an Estilo and I have one of these. Um about A two and the fucking sub only one is fucking way lighter than the Estilo one.
0: Hmm. And oh man, and here's here's one thing. Like uh the sizing is a bit inconsistent. Like an Estilo A two won't be the same as like a tatami Hokier A2. You know, it's a bit
1: weird. Yeah, it's it's the sizing is funny. Like that Shire Roll is it's an A two L, which is A two long. Whereas kind of some of the sub only ones I can be A three. Do you know what I mean? So the sizing is a bit um is a bit wonky on some of them, you know? Mm. Be nice if there's a universal A two or something. That'd be handy. Yeah, no. And the famous even when you when you get them and they're a bit too big, a good wash, few washes be brand new, you'd be grand.
0: Oh, but man, I bought this one gi and it wouldn't shrink it was competition cut so it, no matter how much you washed it it wouldn't shrink or unless you put it into the dryer so I just got the, the sleeves keyed just a little bit but that sleeve grip is good on, on for my opponent though but it fits me perfectly now that's, an, wow. that's one upside
1: yeah proper
0: <laughs> and it's actually funny because I went to get a patch put on that gi and then when I was halfway down the road after just paying I was like oh shit I gotta get the sleeves done as well so I fucking ran back in and I, just, there was people who were about to go in co- to do their shit. I had to fucking sprint in front of them. I was like, oh yeah, could you do the fucking sleeves as well? They're like, okay, yeah. And do you want extra for it? Like, oh no, we'll do it for, we'll do the sleeves for free. I was like, okay, thanks. And then I that's slinked nice out of there. That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. Yeah, uh, shout out to the, the seamstress in Limerick. She sorts me out with all the fucking geese and stuff. She does it fucking quickly as well. Love her. Love her. <laughs> well, that's it. I oh, mean, who would you say is the most famous person you've rolled with, besides all your coaches or John Kavanagh, all them famous person you rolled with? Um Gary Tonan. <laughs> How'd that go for you Uh
1: not well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how not well are we talking? Not well. Uh just uh, you know when um, some cunt is just toying with you just fucking playing with your handy. Yeah. Not even fucking... It's like he could have been on his fucking phone at the time. <laughs> Just moving me around the place. Yeah, man. Oh, man. John, what was your favorite
0: TV show when you were growing up? Um, Monkey Magic. Well, what the hell is Monkey Magic?
1: <laughs> oh, man. You see, if you are from the 80s, Monkey Magic was... Everyone was into Bruce Lee at the time and it was about this fucking monkey that was just floating around China and it was probably one of the worst martial arts things you could ever see with voice dubbing and everything, but they just got on all these fucking martial arts fights and me and my brother just used to knock the bollocks out of each other after watching it. (laughs) Well, this like a if you put in monkey magic onto YouTube, you'll come across, it's this guy, like, he's like a monkey, and with his three or four mates, and they just used to go around sorting out injustices everywhere. They were like, it, also just a- martial artists.
0: Man, was this animated or live action? Oh, no, live
1: action. Yeah, no, it wasn't animated. It's was live action, like...
0: Fucking hell, that sounds that sounds really good.
1: Yeah, it was, <laughs> actually... We used to think it was fucking gift, and they had all these magical powers and stuff. It's kind of pre-Power Rangers vibe, but the similar type of vibe, you know?
0: Mm. Oh, man. Speak, that sort of era, were you into Atari and all that as well?
1: No. A, a friend of mine across the road had a Commodore 64, and he used to be real cool and just invite us all in just to look at him playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, you were playing, like, Breakout and stuff? The little, like, uh, uh, where a square hits another square?
1: Oh, it was all that shit of Space Invaders. And you had this thing fly as well. You were just a fly, and you had to fly around these things. And if you made a circle, you got points for it. It was so bad.
0: What would you say is your most embarrassing injury that you've ever had? Whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu
1: injury. Just the way you got injured was just so fucking ridiculous. Um, I... I, as I was saying, I used to be a cyclist before. See, I used to have to wear all that Lycra shit. And I think, I can't remember where the race was. Um, we were descending off these fucking, these um these hills. And um, I just hit a bit of grease or oil or something on the road. And um, came off and me fucking arse and hole and everything was hanging out the back of the fucking lycra shorts and i still had about 60 miles to fucking finish the race so yeah that was probably half me fucking arse hanging out the back of a pair of shorts (laughs) oh
0: my god man i hope there weren't any cool breezes around that time
1: it was cool because it was in the days before fucking everyone wanted video everything so i didn't make it onto youtube or any shit like that you know
0: Mm, you didn't die of embarrassment, because everyone in the world saw your backside.
1: Yeah, everyone was walking around with them shitty Nokia phones, so no one was fucking recording anything. Or, even if they did, the
0: fucking quality would be so
1: shit, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't at all.
0: Mm. I mean, if you could ban one guard or position from competition, what would it be
1: and why? Um... If I could ban one guard, um, close guard. Oh, uh-huh. you're not a fan of all the stallage? No, no. They should. I think if they want to fucking make jujitsu more exciting, they fucking, if you're in close guard for more than se- 10 seconds, take two points from you.
0: Mm. Uh, how about we would be fair and make it 30 seconds? 30 seconds? Yes. Is that reason- yeah, reasonable?
1: Yeah. yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh- like, even if you just want to open up, go to Spider Guard or something, and just go back to close. You know, but how about, you, how about we have put a limit on that as well? You can open up, go to Spider If you just open your close guard and then just close it again, you can do that like three times. And then, yeah, then no, you start losing points and getting penalties.
1: There's, there's no one like Jiu Jitsu guys to work out the system. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it was done in the Eddie Bravo rule set, and it's done everywhere. So, yeah. 30 seconds and you probably break and open up and shit like that, you know. But I just think it would make it a bit more exciting, you know. Yeah, because
0: that's one of the biggest problems people have when they're like watching jiu jitsu matches. Like, man, this is fucking
1: boring. Yeah, you're looking like, I, I suppose I'm committing sacrilege here, but I was looking at the fucking world stare at the last, not obviously it wasn't on this year, the year before, and you're looking at the best guys in the world and they're winning by advantages and all now i know they're fucking top class and they're the best in our sport but it's just like fuck me that was like fucking chinese water torture
0: man that's like fucking uh or or you'll see someone win they will have any advantages or any fucking points
1: but the other guy has like 20 penalties yes yeah, it's, it's um it's it it can you know I still like it I still do like it but it's it's a tough watch even for someone that's into it like me you know
0: ah mm. you know it's just a way of it because you know you have ten minute rounds of black belts plus you know you have a shitload of people so I know they have to conserve their energy so I know they don't want to go balls to the wall
1: but you know a bit more action would be nice and come here to me there's probably cunts listening to this going the fuck is a fucking shit bag out for a purple belt? Now you're 100% right, I am, but it's just my opinion. Or just, I find it, some of it can be a bit fucking, once they start stalling and stuff like that. Now, on the other side of the coin, I've fucking been there, and it's like, I'm just holding this cunt down and running this fucking clock down because I'm bollocked.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're up by so many points, you just want to keep it because then I fucking, I, I remember I got... I was, it was this is my last white belt competition, by the way, this is like a, a while ago, and man, I was up four, I was up like 10-0, and then I passed, and I got mountains, and I got the, I got like a few points, it's like 14-0 now, I'm like, and there was a minute left, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna mush into him for the next fucking minutes, I just mushed into him, I was fucking holding on for dear life, because man, 14-0, I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm not risking any bullshit now, so fuck that.
1: I I did the Pan Ams in New York in 2017 and I was absolutely fucking dissecting the geezer in me match. I was smashing him. I was up 6-0 and I I, I, uh, I took him down and I mounted him and I was just passing and whichever way he tried to roll, he was giving me his back. I just locked on instead of, I just jumped on a head and arm. And instead of finishing the fucking head and arm and instead of I just should have fucking stayed in Mount and cooked the fucking chicken. Now the cunt comes back and he fucking he beats me and I was fucking fuming. So I suppose that makes shit of what I just said there a minute ago about not fucking stalling enough. I should have just stalled. Oh, uh, look, if, if
0: it's the last minute of the match and you have any conceivable advantage I can c- kind of see the stallage but if it's like halfway through and like I know you have like one point and one zero I'm like man what the fuck that's that's yeah. where I find issue if it's a slim margin and it's like the match has only started but if it's near the end of the match and you're fucking tired and you have like you're up by a few points like okay fuck it you've already gotten more points I think you deserve a breather for a minute <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know. That's just me. So, man, what would you say is your favorite song to roll to in the gym, if you have one?
1: Um, what's my favorite song to roll to? We don't really they don't really play music down there. Not a whole lot. Um, but what would be my favorite song at the moment? Um, there's a song I like at the moment. Um it's called bullet watermark it's called so i probably like that at the moment but you don't really play music down there um they're all danaher esque so you're fucking no music and just listening to the coaching no uh dude like i can understand that but
0: during during just free sparring i think you should you should have music on like you know some good good shit like uh Personally, in my opinion, you know, it's a great song to roll to fucking Hurricane by Bob Dylan. You know, I think that's a good beat and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the other, the other aspect of um, listening to music when you're training. You need to be, this is my Mickey Mouse opinion, and another few friends of mine share this opinion from different sports as well. So if I'm rolling with you and there's music blaring, I'm missing out on the fucking details of listening to your heart rate, listening to your breathing, listening to your panic as I'm fucking trying to drown you. I can't hear it over music. But when we're rolling with no music, I can hear everything and I can feel everything. Do you know what I mean?
0: I, you know, it's just personal preference. I could see yeah. why people, like, we don't do music at our gym. I, you know, we just never have. I know some other people do. I it's just personal preference. Of, Let's see. But man, um, oh, it's just, I can't remember fucking writing sometimes. Like, if you could time travel to any historical period, where would you go and why?
1: Um, If I could time travel to any, I would probably, I'd like to go back in time to Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo in Florence. Mm. That's what I'd like to that, that period.
0: Oh, man, you'd like to nick a flying machine real quick?
1: Nick a flying machine and check out check out their works what they were doing back then and i smash up wanna... their p file rings <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, you... p- files. Uh,
0: I bet you no one's ever fu- no one didn't, they don't write about that in the history books, motherfuckers
1: yeah, you, you have to look, but it is there there's a, a, a I spent a bit of time in Florence and I was fucking, um, I, I like me history and I like me me art and um, I never really heard it in the history books till one of our tour guides was talking about it and there was a reference then um, there was a reference that covered that in the time and when Michelangelo was paid to go to uh, Rome and stuff there was a a name that described uh, the company of young boys that he kept and it was called a Florencer that's what they used to call them. Leonardo da Vinci was the same. Um, Michelangelo had a, a a boyfriend that was 11 years of age when he was doing the Sistine Chapel.
0: I want. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a controversial statement, people. That's a little bit weird, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now that that was uh, that was the done thing at the time. They surrounded themselves with boys, and um, which I find. Um, revolting but that's what they doing and i don't know have you ever seen the the ceiling of the sistine chapel in rome uh, only in like pictures and stuff well um michelangelo was a closet pedophile and a, a, a screaming gay so all the the, the the all the all the pictures of um men he painted or all the pictures of women he painted on the ceiling are women's faces with men's physiques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Screaming gay. Yeah, so he, 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 all the women, all the women in every single, like, you know, when they're floating across the sky, touching their fingers off each other and all this. So all the women are dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little... Well, it, I don't know if you're into it li- I like the system in Chapel Salem there's another section that the guy that was putting him under loads of pressure to finish it, Do you know what I mean mm. so your man was like obviously drip feeding and paying him money to do this fucking thing and your mom was like fucking Michelangelo was out fucking riding fucking 10 year olds or whatever the fuck he was getting up to but he wasn't painting and he described, he did a self portrait of this bloke In the very bottom corner of the Sistine Chapel, and your man has like a snake wrapped around his fucking throat, strangling him with the snake biting his bollocks. (laughs) It's a self (laughs) pump. I'm under pressure. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Choking him and fucking biting him, biting his bollocks. Yeah. The guy that was over getting this uh, fresco uh, finished.
0: Fucking hell, man!
1: Uh, what would you say
0: is uh, your favorite philosophical quote if you have one? Um, my
1: favorite fi- philosophical quote. Um, I like Oscar Wilde. Hmm. You know, I like the way you such a cocky cunt and took the piss out <laughs> well, and he'd he he'd some good quotes Oscar Wilde. But I like the one, um, uh, we're all looking at the same stars, but some of us are in the gutter. I like that one. Mm.
0: Now, one of the ones I like, the the really fucking cocky one is, uh, do you have anything to declare? Uh, Only my genius. (laughs) Like, you (laughs) smarmy, you smarmy cunt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I like that one. The, The thing about Oscar Wilde is I like that he took the piss out of gay people as well, as well as straight people. But he used to go to this, um, I've read a bit of his stuff, but he used to go to this, um, This it was kind of back in the day you couldn't declare you were gay, so there was like this dentist's place up in uh, Stevens Green up and around that place. But at night time, it used to turn into like a den of a debauchery. You know what I mean? You had all these married cunts going, oh, darling, I'm going out to fucking walk the dogs and fucking ride the holes off a load of queers in this fucking place <laughs> he, he wrote this thing on the outside and he said um, uh, on the dentist you know what I mean he, he wrote it on the wall and he wrote um, extractions between the hours of 9 to 5 and insertions between the hours of 5 to 9
0: oh my god funny, <laughs> funny oh my god. <laughs> jesus christ man that's fucked up oh what what'd you say is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life
1: um worst movie in america
0: Hmm.
1: what's that about it's i'm not it was i think it was neil jordan it was kind of I think your man is fucking dying of AIDS or dying of some fucking disease, in it? But it leaves you, like, it's not even fucking sad at the end. You're just walking out going, my head is fucking fried after watching that, and I don't know what the fuck is after going on. So it was that.
0: Mm. And then we got a bit of a moral conundrum here if you're up for it. And uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger?
1: And cure cancer hmm. oh well, man
0: see everyone gets so uh, mm, uh uh when that that question comes up because see man you know it's they're both good causes just you know pick one instead of like oh man the fucking hungry kids oh my god you know they feel bad about these hypothetical hungry children
1: yeah, yeah now with how much money has Western governments and fucking the whole world fucked it, starving kids, and they're still fucking starving. <laughs> mm. um, and it's I mean, the same can be said about cancer as well. And many squillions and billions and trillions have been raised, and like cancer charities are gone since the 1700s, 100s, and it's still fucking here. You, know, you can look at it both ways. Mm.
0: Like, imagine, um, imagine for a second if cancer did get cured imagine how many people be out of a job they're like oh fuck i need a new career now 100 percent 100 percent guys you gotta look into it man it's a it's all a big front <laughs> okay uh, john in your opinion i uh, do you think you could uh pull off a handlebar mustache
1: no, mm. no. it's no. um i've fucking I've gray hair and it's it's too hard for me. It's too hard. I've tried a mustache before, and I c- kind of the way my mustache grows, I look like a fucking Hitler with alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> if Hitler, if, if that's the one way you make Hitler worse, give him
0: alopecia.
1: Yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. It's fucking Hitler with fucking scabies or something
0: ah uh, man not, not Not only is he a fucking lunatic but man his, his skin is all weird too so uh, you know ah uh. <laughs> uh, man if you became president of earth what's the first thing first sort of law you'd enact
1: make jiu-jitsu mandatory in every school and, and wrestling mm. make it mandatory mm. and
0: I think that's a good I think that's a good idea because like you know and let's be honest, children are little assholes. Like I'm going to make a controversial statement. And, you know, if they do jujitsu makes you less of an asshole, it'll make children less assholes. You know, plus, you know, if someone does jitsu and they're getting picked on, they just fuck up whoever's picking, them, picking on them. It's problem sorted. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah,
0: 100%. Because, you know, we've all seen the videos. Like, man, I remember this one. This It was on, like, a soccer pitch or something this kid was like, he grabbed this other kid by by his throat and this kid literally, this is like something of a fucking Japanese anime. He puts his, he pushes his glasses up all fucking, uh, what's it, uh, dramatic like and then fucking hip tosses this dude and then he fucking starts crying on the floor. I'm like, motherfucker, you were just acting like a big man a second ago. Now you're on the floor crying like a little bitch. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 it's unusual to come across a street fight that's actually any good. But I came across one here a while ago. Um, somebody, it actually happened where I live. And the two of the lads must have done some type of kickboxing or boxing or whatever. But man, they fucking lit each other up on the feet for about 15 minutes. And there was one guy was about 75, 80 kilos. And I'd say the other guy was about 65. And the little 65-year-old, was a, little, a 65-kilo geezer, was a southpaw. And he fucking lit the cunt up, <laughs> lit the cunt up with combos. Like it was nice body shots and everything. It's inu- mad unusual. You see that you normally see a dig come together. Someone pulls the other one down and knees the face off. Him. But these cunts were lighting each other up. But the only thing is when they came together a few times, they were giving it to you all break it up, break it up, break it up and separating them and let them go again.
0: Yeah, uh, like we we brought this up earlier, I think. But like people who like watch street fights like um, by the sidelines, don't get involved unless someone's unconscious. You fuck off until they fucking resolve it themselves. Whether it goes on the ground or it's fucking standing up. Mind your own fucking business and only only step in when someone's unconscious or something or they say, oh, I give up,
1: I give up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, 100 percent, 100 percent. Sometimes I'm I'm, uh, I'm uh, an, uh, in agreement with you there. Because,
0: man, I don't want to say things were better when people could just get into fist fights on the street and resolve. But I think it was a bit more civil, like bring back fisticuffs. People could just come to a mutual understanding that they're going to beat the shit out of each other for a few minutes. And that's it. There's no like head stomping. No one's fucking fucking orbitals. What's it? Shattered. They just punch the fucking head off each other or whatever until they feel like their point's been made. And then, you know, like, okay, we're done fighting for a bit. Goodbye. That's it you know
1: yeah just like sometimes you know it's always better to talk things out but sometimes they can't you know and two fellas going at each other can fucking sort something out sometimes you know what i mean but i would be i would be like yourself like i don't see like seeing loads of fucking scrouts piling in or all these fucking idiots with video cameras now trying to fucking humiliate people Do you know what i mean have a good mm. fucking knock, like, shake hands at the end of it, and fucking sort it out.
0: Mm. I you know. People are just fucking cunts. That's just, that's just the gist of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Man, there's a lot more of them around these days, but, yeah, I do agree with you.
0: Mm. Uh, man, Well, would you say is there a jiu-jitsu spirit animal, if you have one?
1: Um, A boa constrictor. Just fucking... <laughs> eyebrows down, crush. None of this fucking fancy Baron Bowler (laughs) shit. None of this fucking lapel guard, worm guard. I'm just going to try and get to your back or mount you and just fucking squash the shit out.
0: Okay. Uh, So, John, we've reached the last question. Are you ready for the last question? Yeah, man. Man, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of training jiu-jitsu?
1: Um... Tap often and tap early.
0: Mm. Yeah, we've all been in a situation where, you know, you're like, ah, oh, it's grand or, oh, I don't want to tap to this fucking dude. He's an asshole. Then we have that pop, pop, pop. Or, you know, you kind of go to sleep and you're kind of going through the cosmos for a second before you come back to Earth. are like, dude. <laughs> you swear you did fucking psychedelics or something by not tapping to choke soon
1: enough. Oh, man. I, I got caught one there about maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was in the Gi, and I was just, it was a really good round, you know what I mean, he's um, a good, I think he's a purple belt now, um, I think he's a purple belt, he's out of SPG headquarters, he's very good in the Gi, Troy Carberry is his name, and um, I was looking at the fucking clock, at the time I put in, and it was back and forth, back and forth, and the little cunt had me in a bow and arrow, but I was like, it's like, 20 seconds to go for the round at end. You know what I mean? And that fucking false security blanket my hand in. Do you know what I mean? And next of all, I'm just like, kind of, the next thought is, oh, shit, I have to go to work now. And I fucking, I was like, what, what am I doing here? And I'm looking all around the place, and there's about four people going, around me going, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> you all right? I'm like, that's the. That, that's not my wife <laughs> closest facing that's not me. <laughs> you all right man lifting me legs up the air and shit i was like oh man yeah uh, famous last words jez i thought i was defending that <laughs> <You> never <laughs> to defend the bone arrow
0: baby <laughs> oh man i was on the receiving end of a nasty bone arrow in my first blue belt camp. it was uh the graphing industries one so i had a bunch of fights that day and like um yeah see this guy had me in it for a fucking minute like this guy was good and he was fucking he had this in it was brutal And one of the refs from the other this other match he he's he came up to me afterwards and he he said man i kept looking at you uh, to see if you'd go unconscious or something like you had refs from other matches like eyeballing me getting strangled is he he gonna go to sleep but no i managed to escape it and i lost the
1: points but fucking hell people were like dude that was fucking cool man I think that's the choke that puts most amount of people asleep, even in training, like that and um, that and uh, the Von flu choke. Mm. Yeah. People, like I've seen people, like coaches drilling the Von Flew, you know, when the person on the bottom goes for the guillotine and they're just drilling it. And I've seen fucking training partners go out. Actually, I've seen a chick putting Ryan Hall out with it and they were just drilling it you know what i mean showing 20 other people and he's fucking asleep on the ground <laughs> uh man,
0: that, that's how you know it works if you get if you get yeah. that's how you know it works man i will have to look into the fun flu cuz man it, it was never something i considered but i'm like
1: maybe you know just now um, a, it's, I, I tell you i use it a bit and I'm not really great at putting people out with it, but you really make it uncomfortable so they have to scramble like fuck and give you something else. Oh man, you know what really
0: makes people fucking panic like they're fucking, like the world's about to end? Fucking Peruvian neckties. I've never seen so, like I done it last night to this fucking guy, this big fella. And man, I never seen him move faster or squirming and shit to get out of it my entire life. Fucking hell, he was panicking.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I I like the old chest over the mouth and nose. That's a good one. Or the little sneaky palm over the mouth and pinch the nostrils together just for a minute, just to make cunts flap a bit. That's, ah, that's, dude. When you, when you get old like me, you have to try all the sneaky nasty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what I really don't like? I
0: fucking this is like jerk chitsu. People trying to submit you with neon belly like, they just drive the knee and belly, like, they don't try anything else, I knew this one fucking dude, he was just driving the knee and belly into me for six minutes, I was literally putting my arm up, I'm like, dude, fucking armbar me, like, because I fucking, <laughs> I fucking, I was, I was handing him the armbar and a silver platter, because, you know, at least I could try escape that, but man, his fucking knee and belly wasn't letting up for a second, but man, let me fucking tell you, this fucking dude, I escaped the knee and belly, and I get into a leg lock, and there are, like, 10 seconds left on the fucking timer and this is his bad leg his foot is he has like a foot brace and it's bandaged up I'm like dude you you've you fucking done that shit to me for 6 minutes I don't fucking care I ripped his yeah. fucking leg lock I don't know how <laughs> he lasted that for 10 seconds on his bad foot but I'm fucking glad I did it like do it again
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah no, I I uh, I, I I'd agree with you there if someone's down that I did, 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 have you ever heard of t- Tom King Yeah Tom King is a black belt. He lives in Ashbourne here, but his team is team KF and swords. Mm. And actually I I was at a Tom uh, King seminar and Tom is famous for his knee ride, but he does. It's a really good, um, like that. What Tom will do is similar to what your man done to you. And like tell somebody goes, here's my arm because I'm just, but he does this, um, It's like a push and pull. So if he's, his knee, is knee on belly, he'll grab your collar and he'll grab the, or he'll put his hand inside your collar and grab then a fist, a handful of your other collar. And what he does is he push and pulls. So he turns his fist and like puts it into your throat as he's pulling your left hand side with the knee on belly. And he calls it he submits black belts with it. He calls it the fuck you choke. Because when people after it in competition you go fuck you (laughs) (laughs) That should be called you should check out Tom King's famous fuck you. Tom King, you need to get him on this. Tom King's a fucking
0: Man, imagine teaching that to the kids. Okay, children, today
1: we're going to teach you the fuck you joke. It's it's a nice one. So what you do is you turn. So I'm knee on belly on on my left-hand side. My knees in your stomach. I grab one side of your collar, and then the other side that, my, that lines up with my knee, I grab your collar and just make the fist and just put it straight into your Adam's apple as I'm pulling the other side. So it's like a push and pull. It's fucking mm. horrendous.
0: Uh, you know the sort of grips you're using. Is it like a similar configuration to like a baseball bat choke?
1: Similar, similar, similar. Yeah. Okay. So it's oh, like right. a push ball. So I'm pu- I'm pulling with my left hand, and I've turned your collar over. And my right hand is it's I'm not making a fist. I'm making a kind of I'm folding my my fingers and just putting the pressure right down. My four fingers right across your Adam's apple and trying oh. to put your Adam's apple floor <laughs>
0: that's
1: so mean all right, if, you're so here, john, if you're here, here gurgling it's working
0: that's always a good sign all right so john we've reached the end of the podcast guys if you want to follow john it's at john lally 75 on instagram and also follow the straight talking podcast all the stuff be in the description anyway i'll have his show linked so you can just check him out i think he has a new episode coming out soon so john do you have anything to say before we shoot off
1: Nice one, man. Uh, I'm loving your podcast. Congratulations on number 41 and uh, keep up the good work. It's great, great listening to you, man. Mm. Yeah, Thanks a lot, John. And guys,
0: if you're finding value from the podcast, you want to help us uh, get better equipment by supporting us, you can click the link in the show notes to support us on Patreon. Thanks a lot, guys. Oos.